Season 2, Episode 5, Week 3. Um, all right, so we'll, we'll do a quick recap of last week. We'll make it quick because our best bets weren't that good. Um, so let's see, you had Kansas City, Indy, Carolina, Detroit. So you went two for two because Carolina won, Indy covered. Um, Kansas City and Detroit did not. I had Pittsburgh, New Orleans, and Arizona. Pittsburgh, New Orleans lost, and Arizona did not cover. Um, both of our underdogs won, though. You had Carolina. I had Tennessee. Um, and I think your bold prediction was the Colts. Um, so that was a cover, so that, I guess, counts. <laughs> Unless you're... <laughs> Covers count. Yes. Well, unless your bold prediction... Anybody needs clarification, covers no, no. are good. I was just wondering if your bold prediction was that they won outright, oh, but I can't recall. So we'll give it to you. Um, and then on our bets, so week one, I won the bet. Um, and then last week we split. So overall, yeah. So overall, I had Carolina, you lost that. You had New Orleans. Yeah. And then I had Miami, you had Buffalo yeah. and won that. You won that. Yeah. So overall I'm up two to one on the bets. All right. So um, remember, we are available anywhere you listen to your podcast, like us on Facebook, subscribe on YouTube. If you're watching right now, there's no reason you can't hit the like and the subscribe button. Okay. All right. So let's get into week three. Um, And I have to say, I'm not really digging week three much. Um, A lot of these games are just kind of strange matchups, I guess, or a lot of these teams have been inconsistent so far this year. Um, so let's start with the first game on the list. We have Arizona at Jacksonville, um, opened at minus nine and a half and it's at minus seven and a half. I'm kind of curious why that line moved down though. Any thoughts? No. Okay. Do you have any thoughts on the game? No, not a pick for me this week. No? It's, it's a tough game. I mean, when I first looked at it, you have to like Arizona. Any play against Jacksonville, but um, I'm not I'm not that confident in Arizona. But this is probably when you load up on Arizona and they win like 31-7. <laughs> yeah, I would like it better if it was at seven. The hook kind of scares me there. Um, but I think I am on the Arizona side there. Um, next game up is Indianapolis at Tennessee. Um, opened at minus five. It's at minus five and a half in favor of Tennessee. So we have Carson Wentz, I guess, right now questionable. Um, he was a limited participant at practice today. So if he does play, he's playing with two sprained ankles. If he doesn't play, you have either Jacob Eason or Brent Hundley as the quarterback. Um, so I think either a hobbled Wentz or one of those guys, um, is not very reassuring. Um, so obviously I'm a big Tennessee fan. Tennessee does not tend to win games the easy way. Um, so that line kind of scares me, but, um, under the circumstances going on there in Indy, uh, I got to take Tennessee there. 
Do you have any thoughts? I know you're a big Carson Wentz fan. You think he can pull it off with two sprained ankles? This is a pick for me, and I am against you. And I, I'm just going to come out and say I like Indy. They're getting five and a half points. They're on the road mm-hmm. against Tennessee. So this is why I think that. I mean, right now, 87% of the money and set like three quarters of the bets are on Tennessee. So the public likes Tennessee. Um, Zach Kiefer of The Athletic reported today that um, I know that you said that he was practicing. He was limited participant, but they said he was moving fine in individual drills and uh, he was thrown completely normal. So he hasn't practiced until today, uh, which is Friday. And it re- basically it said but it bodes well for him to start Sunday. So it's no guarantee. So I guess everything I'm about to say pre- is prefaced with the word, the words that Carson is going to start. If he doesn't start, then I wouldn't touch it. Well, what do you think? Do you think he starts and he makes it through the whole game? Yeah, I think he's going to play. Carson's a gamer, right? And he's taking a lot of flack in Indianapolis. I, again, I was talking about last week, like, the reason why I liked him is I figured everybody would jump off the wagon. And they ended up covering against a tough Rams team. But I like this as a division matchup. Tennessee doesn't impress me that much. I think that this is a team that Carson could move the ball against. And last week, Pittman started to get off a little bit. He had over 100 yards receiving. Um, I'm really looking for them to get the running game going. So I think not until they, even though they played the game tight last week, not until they get all facets of the game going, the running game with the passing game, I think Cart will take a little bit of the pressure off of Carson if they can get Jonathan Taylor moving. And I think they can, people can score on Tennessee. So I'm not that impressed with Tennessee one-on-one. You got to think of it like this, like Indianapolis is 0-2. How many more weeks are they going to go without winning a game? This is their rival. Um, Take the points in the rivalry. I like Indy. They Mm -hmm. lose by three, and then, you know, you still win. All right. Do you want to make this a bet? Absolutely. All All right. That's one. Okay, so next game up is Baltimore at Detroit. Um, it opened at minus seven and a half. It's now at minus eight and a half in favor of Baltimore. And I corrected some of these lines because they were obviously wrong. Um, <clears throat> so um, we have the Ravens with a COVID situation going on. They have four of their defensive players already ruled out. That includes their um, lineman, Brandon Williams, Justin, I'm not sure how you say this last name, Madu Buki, um, and linebackers, Justin Houston. That was a great attempt. That was awesome. Um, I think I remember them talking about him in the um, Chiefs game. Um, and then Justin Houston and Jalen Ferguson. What? I just realized you're wearing an Eagle shirt and it shocked me. Oh, yeah. It's more like a sarcastic. Oh. Um, I was looking for some football. Most of my football stuff's long sleeve. So. Okay. Um, and I can't wear my Tannehill shirt from last year because it was been a 2020. Present. So. Must have been a present I got you through yeah, the quarter. Yeah, I think it was. I forgot you had that. Yeah. Actually, I have a long sleeve one too. And what I was really looking for, I have a tank top, but I couldn't find that one. Hey, you might be getting a, a sweatshirt for Christmas. Um. So, all right. Anyway. Um. Back to the game, Ellen. Also, we have Lamar Jackson with an illness that is apparently not COVID. Um, so my initial take was going to be Baltimore, but I don't I don't like it. I'm not picking it. Do you have any thoughts? I don't like the game. Okay. It looks like a trap game. I think Detroit probably keeps it close. If I had to go away, I would take Detroit. Baltimore coming off that 
big win against Kansas City on Monday night. Is there going to be a letdown? Is Goff and Detroit good enough to keep it close? I think at home, you have to take the points with Detroit. But, yeah, you know, we're talking best plays and we're going over like, yeah, it was two and two. But I think some of the gems are just in the commentary. We talk it out. And a lot of those games are inkling on the games are correct. Yeah. Well, last week, I mean, every other game I I had, I had right, except for my two best bets, which cost me. Um, I had like three parley parlays put in and they were in all of them. Um, but that's football. That's football. So. Um, so no play. No play. All right. Next game up is Washington at Buffalo. Um, this opened at minus seven in favor of Buffalo. It's at minus seven and a half. Um, I think that Buffalo has been very inconsistent so far, so I'm not really sure what to make of them. They obviously lost to Pittsburgh week one. They blew out Miami last week, 35 to nothing to a left in the first quarter. Um, so I don't know that that was as impressive a win on um, in reality as it was on paper. Um, and then obviously in Washington, we have uh, Taylor Heineke. Um making his, I guess this is his third start, um, going back to last year. So, I mean, he's looked pretty good, um, considering like where he came from. Um, I think this will be his first game on the road though. Um, he fared pretty well at home against Tampa Bay in the playoffs last year. Um, and I mean, they won last week, but that was kind of a fluky end of the game. Um, so can he pull it off in Buffalo? I don't think so. I think Buffalo wins the game. I don't know if they win by seven and a half. So it's not a pick for me there. All right, you just stay away from this one. This is this is um I think I mean my take on this whole week, I think, is it's a good week for a teaser. Um so I think that's what I like to do with this game, especially because you can tease it through the seven and through the three. I always love a teaser, super teaser. As many so, points as possible. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think Buffalo wins, but I don't know if they win by seven and a half. Um, I mean, I feel the same way as you about week three. It's a little difficult. This is one game that I'm playing. I'm making a play and it's going to be Buffalo. And I'm going to have seven and a half. Yeah, absolutely. I would probably take it at nine and a half. This is why I have feelings on both sides of the ball here coming together for a big Buffalo win. And at first, when I was looking at this game, you know, I'd say I was worried about a little bit of a letdown because they just came off the 35 nothing uh, win against Miami. So I wasn't as on Buffalo initially as I am now. Um, but, you know, they were only up 14 nothing halfway through the game and Tua went out. So, you know, it was kind of a letdown of the big battle. You thought this is the two teams, Miami and Buffalo, are going to be battling for the NF- AFC East, right? So it was a little bit of a letdown that way. They didn't blow them out going into halftime. So I don't think it's that much of a letdown. I think what you have to really consider more here is that Buffalo was the number two seed last last year, right? The people of Buffalo have high expectations, Super Bowl expectations, the highest of all expectations. And they came out week one and fired off a dud losing to Pittsburgh at home. So they're coming back home against an NFC East team, Washington. Um, and I think the Bills are going to feel like they owe the t- the fans of monster victory here after the big, big donut they fired against Pittsburgh. So 
I think that counteracts any concern of a letdown coming off the Miami win. All right, so I like Buffalo there, but to counteract Washington, how much I don't like Washington. I, I see a lot of the commentary at the game last week. They played a lot of praise for uh, T- Taylor Heineke, and he has played well. I mean, he had 119 passer rating against the Chargers um, in the 20 to 16 loss. And, you know, they beat the Giants by one at home. So they're one and one, but both of those games were played at home. All right. In 2020, he played one game in the playoffs and he played really well, right? Lost to Tampa 31 23, but he held his own. He had him in the game. Um, end of the regular season, they lost by seven at home. Again, that playoff game was at home. Um, you know, they were playing Carolina and, you know, not a big game, but he didn't play in 2019. He started once in 2018 against the Falcons and that was at home. So Taylor Heineke basically is a fifth year quarterback getting thrown in there to back up Fitzpatrick, who's hurt, hasn't had a lot of reps through the preseason. And this is his first road game in his NFL career that he's starting. Right. And it's in Buffalo after those fans just lost to Pittsburgh the first week of the season. This is home game number two. I think they might annihilate Washington. And I'd be surprised if Heineke gets out of the game healthy. Well, I think the only thing that really makes me think that he can keep him in it is that he did go up against Tampa Bay's defense in the playoffs last year and he held his own at home. It was at home. It's and yeah, I mean, it NFL is NFL between playing at home in a friendly confines when you can hear everything. I agree. The fans quiet down when, you know, you have big plays or you're on offense. It's a whole different ball game in Orchard Park, Buffalo. I agree. I agree. I think that's a big difference maker. But I also think you can run on Buffalo. So I think Washington can get the run game going. Um, and I mean, they don't ask him to do much. Uh, dump it off to the tight ends. Um, and, uh, who's the uh, running back? Is it not McKissick? Um, I can't think of his name, but, um, GD McKissick is the running McKissick. Back is that? Yeah. For Washington. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So he had a lot of, a lot of catches out of the backfield last week. So I don't know. Another way to think about this is like, okay. I mean, I'm a big best. Buffalo fan and I, you know, that would be my first take on the game, but yeah, I mean, you get the NFC East. Let's say the best credit you're going to give Washington is that they're the NFC East leader. In reality, they're probably the second best team. With Fitzpatrick out, they're arguably the third or fourth best team. They showed that they're with Heineke, that they're not much better than the Giants, right? Well, I think that, I mean, Going into the AFC East leading team, all right. it's a landslide. All right. That's the so, house on Buffalo. Is that your best bet? It is. Okay. All right. Washington sucks. The only thing, I just can't believe nobody has said the R word yet. What's the R word? What they used to be called. They're the football oh, team Oh, the Redskins. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You said it. Um, I trapped you. All right. So next game up is New Orleans at New England. Um, opened as a pick. It is now minus three in favor of New England. Um, to me, this is an interesting matchup. And I, I tried to go back because I From assume. From a coaching perspective, you're yeah, saying? Yeah. yeah. Um, 
And I tried to go back and see what their kind of record was against each other, but there's really no recent history. They don't no, play they each other played. much. Did they play once? Well, I mean, you could, you could go back 20 years, right? Um, but is that really relevant? So no, I, I seem to remember them playing last year, maybe the year before, and the big thing was they've never had coached against each other. Mm-mm. No, right. I don't think so. I didn't look it up, but you're, um, you're right. I mean, it's I an intriguing it matchup. And there was only one game like a, a couple of years ago. Um, so I didn't think it was. Isn't that what I just said? And you said no? A couple years ago. So I feel ago. like, you know, last year or a year ago. No, it wasn't last year. It was a couple years ago. How much is a couple and how much is a few? <laughs> it was at least like 2017, 18. All right, well, a couple is two. Okay. Just so you know. So like we're a couple. If it was 2017 us, or 2018, would it be a couple? Well, you said a couple years ago, which oh, and God. I said two right. years ago. So that It was would a be few a years ago. Right, I'm just saying. Better? But once I'm right in an so argument. So there wasn't enough. There wasn't enough. <laughs> To really get a feel. Um, and then Bill, Bill Belichick has gone up against Jameis Winston once. I have no idea when it was. Um, all I can tell you is that um, Belichick won, and but Winston did not throw any interceptions. If you put it in terms of Belichick versus Winston, does anybody well, side with Winston? Yeah, you know, I mean, I guess. in America? So that's kind of my take on the game. Like last week, um, the Saints got beat up on by the Carolina Panthers defense, who is maybe a little bit better than I would have given them credit for. I gave them all the credit in the you world. Did. And I'm still riding them. You did. And I wrote them Thursday night. Um, so I could see Belichick sitting in his office, watching the tape, like the mad scientists, trying to figure out what he can do to kind of, you know, do the same thing. And obviously, Jameis is, if you get him in that situation, um, he's going to throw some interceptions. So I can definitely see Belichick winning that side of the battle. But at the same time, the Saints have a good defense of their own. Um, so I just am concerned. You can't really run on the Saints. Um, so I'm concerned, can the Patriots score enough points to win and win by three? Um, so I'm on the side of the Patriots. I like the Patriots. I wouldn't take the Saints. And just for that reason, Belichick versus Winston. I mean, I don't know how he loses this game. Unless the, the only way is if the young quarterback in New England struggles and turns the ball over a lot. So, you know, I don't know. I don't see that happening. I think they'll play a conservative uh, game and try to win it on defense and really cause fits for Jameis. So I just a small play in New England. Okay. Playing at home. All right. Next game up is the LA Chargers at Kansas City. Um, this is a division game. Um, so they played twice last year. Um, early in the season, Kansas City won in overtime, 23 to 20. And then they played late in the season and the Chargers won that game. Um, but I guess it was the last week. Of the, it was 1-3-21 and the Chargers won 38 to 21. So I'm assuming that was not Everybody a... sat for Kansas City. Yeah. yeah no Mahomes. Okay. So, um, but I think this can be a shootout. Um, I think that the Chargers can hang in it with Kansas City, and I think we'll kind of see what we've seen out of Kansas City. Um, even though they have this high-powered offense, they haven't really just come out and put the other team away. Um, 
So even last week against the Ravens, they came out, they scored, um, and then they let the Ravens back into it. Um, the week before they kind of came out slow, let the other team get up and then they had to fight back into it. So at seven, which is what I have it here, here, it might be like six and a half. Um, I'm going to take the chargers. Okay. Um, this could be another bet because I like Kansas city. Um, You really like them to win by touchdown? Yeah, I do. I do. I think this is where, you know, this is the big spread, um, in actuality with Kansas city finishing, you know, probably 10 points or more. They're what well, they finished five points ahead of Cleveland at home week one. Lost last week by one to Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Um, I just really a lot of times I'm I'm like really trying to focus on Kansas City and figure them out. This is more trying to figure out for me, San Diego. I'm sorry, Los Angeles Chargers. I'm gonna call them San Diego for the next 20 years. Um, but I'm not really that impressed with Justin Herbert so far this season. He struggled both games. Uh, They won 20 to 16 at Washington and lost to the Cowboys 20 to 17 last week. Right. So they scored 20 and 17 points. I don't see any way that Chargers defense is going to keep Kansas City less than 30 points. And he's thinking it's going to be a shootout. I'm not sold on San Diego's offense thus far. Washington does have a good defense. Cowboys probably a decent defense, but um, Kansas City has no defense. Well, we shall see. They're playing at home. They also have no run game. The, the, can they stop Kansas City? And that's going to be the tough thing to do, especially at home. I like Kansas City. I think they win by probably about nine or ten points, um, but uh, I would say it's probably going to end up north of ten. But I'm good for this. Is another bet. You want the Chargers? I want seven. Um. Well, what? I'll give it to you. Seven. So is that the second bet? That's the second bet. All right. Next game up is Atlanta. You don't like you don't like Washington. (laughs) No, I don't want Washington. Okay. Um. Atlanta at the Time New York hustle my wife at the New York Giants. <laughs> hey, I'm up two to one. Okay, I know, I know. you're hustling me. Um, so to me, this is two bad teams playing each other. I think that the Giants have a better defense, um, and I thought that um, Daniel Jones looked pretty good against Washington last week. Um, he also hasn't had an interception or a fumble uh, so far, or at least a lost fumble um, this year. So, I mean, it's two crappy teams. (laughs) Generally, I don't want to touch these kind of games. And if I'm going to touch it, I'm going to take the points. Um, But I think the Giants, I think the Giants win. I think they can win by three, but it's not necessarily a pick for me. Do you have any thoughts? I say two bad teams take the points. And then you, you know, I was agreeing with you until you just flipped to the Giants. So I like Atlanta. Uh, it's not really a play. I mean, come on. These are two really bad teams. So I would say take the points, but be the other careful. Thing is you can, I, you can, I, I agree with what you're saying. You can run on Atlanta. Daniel. So maybe this is Saquon Barkley gets it going. Finally. And the problem is they don't have a really good offensive line. So, I mean, you can run on them if you have a decent offensive line, but I don't know that the giants can run on anybody. It'll be interesting to see. Cause if they, if Saquon can get off, it'll be this week. Well, Bring I mean, look what the look what the Daniel Eagles Jones did to the, the ball over either. Look what the Eagles did to the Falcons. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but the Eagles have a stout offensive line. So they did before everybody started to get injured. Now 
<laughs> we'll talk about that later. All right. All right. So no play on that. Um, next game up is Chicago at Cleveland. Um, and this is at minus seven and a half in favor of Cleveland. Um, we will see Justin Fields get the start um, in this game. And you can see for my sheet, that big white gap is this game. So I don't have much else to say about it. I don't know what to expect from Justin Fields. I'm not really sold on Cleveland. I kind of like Cleveland better back in like the Hugh Jackson days when they were much more like predictable um, and just bad. Um, now that they're actually kind of good, I don't really know what to do with them. So I have I have very little to say about this game. Well, the problem is with Chicago, it's like they're so irrelevant. They keep playing in these horrible games and I could care less about trying to figure them out or if Justin Fields, I mean, you know, we'll see what Justin I mean, Fields can do when he gets he's in gotta there. Be, he's got to give him a better chance than Andy Dalton does. Yeah. Win. Well, listen, we all know that Andy Dalton is not the future of Chicago. So why they're wasting any more time uh, with Justin Fields on the bench is ridiculous. I mean, if Dalton was going to win any kind of playoff games, he would have done it already. I I would just bench him anyway, whether he's healthy or not. So I agree. I'm not saying that Justin Fields is the answer. I'm not sold on him, but he's the only you know, he's the future in Chicago. They got to find out what they got. Okay. Do you have a pick on the game? No. Okay. All right. Next game up is Cincinnati at Pittsburgh. Um, so Pittsburgh has some injuries. Um, ben Roethlisberger has a pectoral injury. I don't even know That's what that is. make it hard to throw the ball. I don't know what that is. Well, it's not pectoral on his. Pectoral is like your breast. I know. It's not on his throwing side, though. I've never heard of like a pectoral injury. Like, anyway. Peckerhead. Um, he was a full participant at practice today, and he is expected to play. Um, Deontay Johnson has been ruled out. Um, J.J. Watt. Is it J.J. Watt? T.J. Watt um, is questionable, but expected to play. He has a groin injury. Um, a so groin injury. <laughs> that I'm familiar <laughs> with. Um, so, I mean, Pittsburgh has dominated this matchup. It is a division matchup um, going back decades, Steve. Decades. <laughs> <laughs> um, Your football knowledge only goes back like 10 years. So, but regardless. Who's Steve Young? He's a quarterback. Uh -huh. I was going to say he's an announcer. <laughs> <laughs> he's a retired quarterback. Um, anyway, so uh, with the exception of the last matchup at the end of last year, the Steelers have won every game. Um, the Bengals did win last year, the last game, 27 to 17. Um, Pittsburgh let me down last week. Um but I think as long as their defense shows up this week, they can get if they get pressure on Joe Burrow. Um, I think they can. Who hold. did they play last week? Pittsburgh. Yeah. Oh, uh, Oakland. The, uh, is it Oakland now? Yeah. It's. Oh uh, well, it's it Las LA? Vegas. It's Las, oh, Las Vegas, Vegas Raiders. Las yeah, they Vegas played the Raiders, Raiders, and they lost the game. And after they, you know, they thought that they were going to get it together, they beat Buffalo week one. Who I have yeah, I've no been idea. wrong. I've been wrong on Pittsburgh every. Every week, so I don't yeah. feel I don't feel good about it. But um, you must be on the edge of your seat if you're a Pittsburgh fan, because you know it could, this ship could go either way. I mean, they what, they start out 11 0, 12 0 last year, so yeah. they have the talent with the, what's around them to be able to win. But they crash and burn so hard last year at the end of the season that right now they've given us nothing to go on. You thought, okay, week one they go up to Buffalo and win. I wasn't thinking that they were going to do that. I don't think most of America did. I know you didn't, yeah. um, but. 
you know, they win that game and then they look absolutely horrible against Oakland. So they're getting banged up. This will be interesting. That's not a pick for me. Um, the young kids from Cincinnati coming in looking to steal a win. Yeah, but it's at Pittsburgh. I mean, if there's Big Ben on the road, I'd be worried. I think Deon- the Deontay Johnson thing well, kind of worries me because I think he's yeah. the preferred target. He's not playing, right? He's out, yeah. So what's the deal with Ben? Like pectoral muscle doesn't seem like you'd be able to yeah, – if you had a serious problem with that, you couldn't throw the ball as a quarterback. Well, he was a full participant of practice today, so. All right, so you're expecting him to play. He is expected to play. Right. Either way, I mean, I think it's the defense for Pittsburgh that's going to win this game for him. So what about the under here? We take a look at the under. 43. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't talk over unders because I'm not really good I at it. I like them. the under here. 43. But yeah, I mean that would probably be my let's come down though from 47. Yeah. Well. So Deontay Johnson, like you said, Ben's a little banged up. They still haven't really been able to get their run game going either. So Najee. Yeah. From Alabama. Um my but, fantasy I mean, team would like to see him pick it up. The TJ Watt thing would be, I would watch, make sure he plays, because I think that's that's big. All right, no play. Let's move. Um, all right, so next game up is Miami at Las Vegas. Um, so Tua has been ruled out. It will be Jacoby Bursett. Um I'm waiting for Vegas to have this letdown game. I don't know if it's going to happen. Um, I mean, they would be the clear pick with Tua out in this game. But at the same time, I could kind of see Brian Flores having the defense ready because if they're going to win, probably with Jacoby Brissett, it's going to have to be a defensive game. And I mean, he comes from Bill Belichick tree. So I think that's going to be his mindset going in. So I could almost I could almost see Miami pulling off the win here. Do you have any thoughts? No, I don't like this game either. But you normally love the Miami defense. You don't want to talk do. about the Miami defense this week like, at all? I didn't, you know, I just with Tua going out, I don't know exactly what to expect, and I don't have any confidence in them. Okay. Um. So next game up is the New York Jets at Denver. This open at minus 7.5. It's at minus 10.5. Um, Denver is 2-0. Um, going back home, you have the Jets coming into Denver with the altitude. It's a big line. I would prefer that hook not be there, make it even 10. But um, I definitely think Denver wins. Um, Judy's out. Judy is out. Judy's been out. Is that last week? Yeah. I think Bridgewater's looked pretty good. The Jets going in there. I don't know how you can like against the Jets. Their defense. You know? Um, it's just a big one. line. It's a big line. It's one of those that I'd say, you know, I'm not that impressed with Denver. I mean, they're not blowing people out, but this is one that's probably an, not within reach, but inside the line at like nine and could get pushed over late uh, in the fourth quarter. I'm not really going to touch it. I would never take the Jets here in this situation. I don't trust the Jets at all, but I'm not in love with Denver, so I'm not going to touch it. Okay. Big game, four o'clock, Tampa Bay heading to the Los Angeles Rams. What's the number on that one now? It's been moving around. Well, it opened in favor of the Rams, and now it is minus one in favor of Tampa. Um, so both teams are two and zero. Oh. Somebody's gonna have a 
loss on their record when they leave. Um, we have Antonio Brown, who is on the COVID list and probably unlikely to play. Um, and I think uh, the Rams have an issue with their running back, Henderson. Um, but I'm not really sure what his status is. Um, so my first take was I like Tampa Bay. Um, but I'm a little worried about the fact that Antonio Brown won't be there because I feel like they're probably going to put Jalen Ramsey on Mike Evans and Evans is the type of guy that when he's got a good corner on him like that, he's not very productive. Um, so I would have liked to have seen Antonio Brown there. Um, and then this is a game similar to the Chiefs Ravens from last week where all the money is on Tampa Bay. Um, so I feel like it's going to be a Rams victory. All right, so it definitely says questionable for Henderson. If he doesn't go, it'll be Sony Michelle, uh, who came over in the offseason from New England. And most likely Antonio Brown is out. So last week it looked like there was a Mike Evans got back involved, not just down on the one yard line for touchdowns, but he looked like they got him they sprinkled the ball into him a little bit more. I don't know. Like I think if maybe Antonio comes out, these guys are like lighting up, they won't have to share the ball with one, you know, one less guy. And last week, you know, Antonio didn't really do much anyway. So maybe well, Tom maybe he wasn't to, feeling good. Possibly. But if he's going to be out of there, maybe, maybe Tom's starting to get into more of a groove with Mike Evans than uh, we thought was going to no, happen. No, I don't think so. I think you're going to see Mike Evans shut down this week by Ramsey for sure. Well, it would be interesting because I know Tom uh, definitely has this one circled on the calendar. Um, the other thing. Some of the offs. That worries me is is Aaron Donald because Tom Brady doesn't do well with the pressure up the middle. So I think that's what what's going to happen with Donald. I think um, didn't the uh, Bucks and the Rams play last year? And I think the Rams won, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So I don't know. Like I said, I mean, I'm obviously a Tom Brady fan. Um, so I would like to see them get the win in this situation because it's two you know popular teams. Um, but my gut just kind of my gut it's going to be a close game I think either way um, but my gut kind of tells me that the Rams come out with the victory well I I think people are starting to, to really like the Rams from uh, and realizing what they're going to look like uh, that offense is going to look like with Stafford we were calling it out from the beginning and last week you know I, I like the Rams talked a lot about the Rams heading into this season and last week I, I went against them um and I have a feeling to go against them this week, too. I don't really like it. I started jumping a little bit back to the Rams earlier today, and then I realized this is two really good teams, and there's really no reason to touch this game. So no play. So I'd say no play if I was leaning. The initial gut reaction was Tampa's going to come in here and um, give the Rams some problems. All right. So next game up is Seattle at Minnesota. Um, it's at minus two in favor of Seattle. Um, I think this game could be high scoring. The over under has jumped four points. It's at 55 wow. right now. Um, some movement. So, I mean, I could definitely see it being a bit of a shootout. Um, I'm going to pick Seattle in this one. Um, and I don't really have any justification for it. Um, but I can tell you, I picked up Kurt Cousins in our fantasy league as much as it pains me to do oh, that. Are you playing me? 
desperate times call for desperate measures. So it's almost a guarantee that uh, Seattle will win and Kirk Cousins will do nothing. That is actually a great point. (laughs) What? (laughs) You picked up Kirk Cousins. He's probably not going to do anything because I remember you doing this last year. No, I've never picked up. I've never (laughs) played Kirk Cousins in any fantasy lineup ever. Yeah, I'm I'm so shocked that you picked him up. I hate Kirk Cousins. He was the only thing available. So I don't like the game. No. No, it's not a play for me. All right. Um, So next game up is Green Bay at San Francisco. (laughs) Um, Do you have any thoughts on that? I'll let you start on this one. I like Green Bay. I think uh, they're going to come in. It's this is not. let Let me take it back. I would pick Green Bay. It's not as much I like Green Bay as I don't like San Francisco. I think that they've gotten out to a lucky 2-0 start. They weren't that impressive last week. They got completely outplayed in the first half by the Philadelphia Eagles. They just had play. The Eagles had play calling problems and, you know, just didn't put the, the ball in the end zone. So I'm not that impressed with San Francisco. I think that. You know, we saw Green Bay come back and the offense looked normal and they really got the running Against game Against Detroit, going. though. Yeah, but here's the thing. They really got the running game going. And it's going to be tough to run on San Fran, but Philly ran a little bit on them. I would like to see if they can get it established early in this game. And if San Fran has to play from behind, I don't know that Jimmy G can beat you when you know he's just passing. He's really effective off the play action uh, when he keeps the run game going. That's the reason why they try to go even more than 50-50 on the run run calls um, in San Francisco is because they really don't trust the quarterback. So in those situations on prime time, you know, I've seen Aaron Rodgers take the opening kickoff and run right down the field with um you know, little time on the clock and going up seven nothing. I don't have confidence. I think this is going to be a little bit of a shootout, um, but it could be a one way shootout if Green Bay gets the ball early and goes down and scores a touchdown. Because I can't see San Francisco really coming back. They start getting in a trap of just calling pass, 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 pass. Green Bay will really, um, it'll really fall into Green Bay's hands because then they can just put their head down and rush the rush the quarterback. So I look for Green Bay here. It's actually going to be a pick of mine. Um, so, I mean, generally in in the past, my approach would always be to take Aaron Rodgers as an underdog. But I don't trust them this season. Um, I mean, they got smoked week one by the Saints. And last week they played Detroit. He looked I mean, good last week. Yeah, he looked good last week. But just the way the Eagles look good against the Falcons, I don't know that, you know, playing that good against the Detroit Lions means a whole lot. Um, San Francisco has a good defense and I have like images of Aaron Rodgers against the Tampa Bay defense against the Saints defense. Um, he's really struggled in those games. So I think that up against the San Francisco defense, he could struggle. Um, but like you said, um, San Francisco is definitely not a team built to come back. Um, so if Aaron Rodgers can put the points up, then you know, it's going to be a tough. So my initial take on this game was San Fran. I don't feel good about it. It's not a best bet, but that's my play. Okay. All right. Last so, game of the week. Last game. Monday night football. Da, 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 da. Philadelphia traveling to Dallas. Dallas is favored by minus three and a half. 
So, I mean, my thoughts on the game, Dallas has a much better offense, but they're not very good on defense. So I don't know what Philly's going to do, but I could see it maybe being a close game. So I'll let you finish. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna touch well, it. I, originally, I liked Philly in the game. Okay, but the word came out that uh, Jordan Mulata, the young rising star right tackle, um, looks like he suffered an MCL strain, some kind of sprained knee. So he's gonna miss the game. It sounds like. So enter uh, Dylan, who was the first round draft pick out of Washington two years ago, maybe three years ago now. Um, and he has not looked good up and up to date in his Eagles career. It was supposed to be a tryout or really a competition uh, or a tryout for the starting tackle job that Mulata really, you know, there was no competition. He ran away with it and it was a no brainer. So Mulata got the starting gig. So I'm worried there because the Cowboys are going to move Mika Parsons over to defensive end. And if I'm them, I'm putting him on Andre Dillard all day long. So I'm, I originally liked the Eagles when they were more healthy, but you also uh, lose Brooks, the guard. He's going to be out a couple of weeks. So it might actually be an upgrade, even though it's crazy. Who's I say that? that he's an all pro, but Landon Dickinson, who was their second round draft pick out of Alabama, who's their center, um, who's really missed all of his senior year due to injury, is going to start. And so he hasn't played in over a year, and he's going to start his first game in Dallas on Monday night. So you have him and Dillard, um, two questionable links to the offensive line. So if Dallas starts really pounding the blitz, uh, Jalen Hurts is going to have to use his feet to get out. And I'm I'm not saying that he can't because Jalen Hurts has shown that he can be mobile and avoid the pressure. So that's going to be key. I would really focus in on Mika Parsons, see how Dallas moves him around. Are they just focusing on Dillard um, and trying to get him off? Or are they going to move him around and and try to go up against Lane Johnson on the other side? If they're smart, they'll stick with Dillard. If they do that, um, because nobody's really accused Dallas of being smart in the past before, I wouldn't be surprised if they moved him around. So depends on how they play it. It's going to be a tough game. I'm, I move it to a no play, even though I, I was leaning towards the birds. I think they really focus on Dallas, and this would be a big statement game in the beginning of the season. Dallas is overrated. They'll probably win this game, though. Who will? Dallas? Dallas. Okay. All right. Yeah, I have no pick on that. All right. So, <clears throat> best bets of the week, Steve. My best bets are I like the Colts. I like Buffalo. Um, I also like Kansas City to cover. There's a couple other games we've talked about, but those are the best ones. All right. I only have one best bet of the week, and it's the LA Chargers. Um, But then I'm also going – I'm going to tease a lot of these games. So Arizona, Denver, Seattle. I like to put those in a a teaser together. Um, And you could also sprinkle in, I think, Tennessee, the Chargers, and the Rams. Um, Don't touch Tennessee. It's a loser. (laughs) Um, Colts. Your underdogs of the week. My underdog? Yeah. Well, that would be... That's a good question. I would say Green Bay. Okay. Um, 
I guess my underdog is also the Chargers. Um, and bold predictions. I'm going to say Miko Parsons is going to have at least three, count them, one, two, three sacks on Monday night. It's going to be his coming out party against the Eagles, and I'm going to hate every minute of it. All right. My bold prediction is that Belichick will get three interceptions out of Jameis Winston. I like that one. I don't know how bold it is. Jesus, Jameis. All right. Um, so that'll do it for us for week three. Remember, if you're watching, hit the like and subscribe buttons. Peace out. Wow.